Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Canner Podcast. I am joined today by Christina Gonzalez. She is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt, not to be confused with black belt. Um, and also she is a performance coach and uh, we got linked up through a name you'll probably all recognize if, you, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, PJ Nestler. So uh, obviously everybody knows how much I, I respect him and, and like him as a coach and a person. Uh, so as soon as he reached out and said, Hey, you need to get hold of Christina. I, I did immediately or at least within 24 hours. But uh, <laughs> uh, so Christina, welcome to the show. I, I appreciate you taking you. the time to to share some knowledge with everybody. Um, so tell us your background, how you got into, let's say like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and then transitioning into uh, performance coaching. Sure. So uh, I actually started training Jiu Jitsu about six years ago or so. Um, I've always had an interest in like kind of combat sports, martial arts. I grew up doing karate actually with my brother. I uh, did that for about 14 years stopped while I was an undergrad and doing my master's degree. And actually as I started my master's is when I picked up jujitsu um, and I totally fell in love with it. Um, actually, if it's safe to say, I, I actually enjoy it a lot more than I ever enjoyed karate too. There's just something about, about the way you feel doing it. Like there's just, you, you, you can never stop learning in jujitsu. It kind of blows my mind a little bit. Um, and it's funny because something I actually really enjoyed when I first picked up jujitsu was that I didn't have to be an instructor. I could just show up and train, show up to a class, be a student, you know, train hard and leave um, because my first job was actually coaching karate. And I did that for four years. Well, go figure after maybe about, I want to say a year and a half at the most two, I started coaching jujitsu also, um, which is awesome. I've, you know, kind of discovered that coaching is, is a huge passion of mine. Um, even as a, as a young teen, uh, and that being my first job, you know, I could show up to teach a class and just have a great time and forget about anything else going on in life and just enjoy what I was doing and seeing the progress of my students. And, and it was great. So, uh, been competing and, and training jujitsu for six years. I competed a lot, uh, when I was first started out, probably my first, my first three or four years of jujitsu, I was competing a lot more actively than I am now. Um, but about two years into it or so, um, a black belt buddy of mine actually was looking for some strength training and, uh, he, I don't, not quite sure. I think he just was searching, uh, coaches in the area and he found PJ, uh, out in Irvine and he had told me, he's like, Oh yeah, I found this guy. I'm going to go check him out and just see what he's about. And so the next day I, I hit up my friend, I said, Hey, so how did it go with that guy? And he's like, Oh, he's awesome. Like I'm, we're actually talking about starting a, a jiu-jitsu group for strength and conditioning. Is that something you'd be interested in? And I'd never really done, you know, any real formal lifting of any kind. Um, I, you know, other than like your high school shenanigans. Sure, yeah. But, you know, not, not a whole lot of real, <laughs> real direct in there. Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I went and checked it out and 
you know, that was four years ago. And then now I'm, I'm working for him. Uh, needless to say, I just, it's something that I found was like really empowering for me. Um, yeah. Even having done martial arts my whole life and, and being a fairly confident woman, you know, I picked up, picked up the, the strength training and just saw a huge, huge difference in my life, which we'll get into later. But um, after now training for the four years, I'm, PJ is talking about, you know, hiring another coach and all this. And, you know, I'm, I've been training with him two to three days a week, every week for the last four years. So got really familiar with how he does his programming and, you know, how to, how to move well, how to eat well, how to, you know, how to program all this stuff. Um, and so when the opportunity came up, at first, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't have the educational background for it. And it's something I had thought about a couple years back. I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't go that route. Because even though I earned my degrees, it was, has nothing to do, you know, with the scientific background for like exercise physiology or kinesiology or anything like that. Um, but I said, you know what, like, I, I love this. I'm, I'm in the gym every pretty much every day already, you know, I, yep. and I, it's something that I, I'm passionate about. And I love coaching. So I decided, you know, what, I'm just going to tell them say, hey, well, what about me? And it kind of worked out to where he, he had a couple other people in mind and then they both kind of fizzled. And then he was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. He's like, are you, are you serious about it? Do you really want to do it? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And I actually ended up, I messaged him later that night after we talked about it and I said, Hey, you know, I know I wasn't your first choice um, or your top choice, but I'm going to show you why I was the right choice. Um, You know, because it's something, like I said, that I, I care about and I'm definitely an individual that when I, decide to do something, it's all or nothing. You know, I don't like to half-ass things um, and I want to learn about it. So I was really excited. I took the opportunity and now I'm kind of going things, doing things, I guess, backwards, as most people might see it. Um, but being able to learn from PJ has been one of the greatest blessings for me, um, being that he's, you know, been in this industry for a very long time um, and he does what he does very well. So being able to learn from him on, on the programming and then now doing all the, the studying side of it on my own uh, to kind of catch up in that realm, but that's about it. So there, there's a couple different things there. Um, number one, everybody that I that I know, and I I don't know if I mentioned this when we first uh, talked, but I I took uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a short time, and then unfortunately I was I was injured by um, a, a a pretty a, a crappy training partner is basically what it boiled down to. But <clears throat> yeah, I did so. I decided, you know what, it's not, it's not worth me trying to get back into right now. And, you know, with what I do for a living personal training, I can't afford like, you know, nursing another injury. So right. I stayed away from it. I, I still have a passion for it. I still like it, but I, I just don't train with it anymore. But anyway, the one thing that I, that I know is as soon as somebody gets into it, it's like, holy crap. Like it just yeah. changes your entire, <laughs> no matter how many times you get tapped and I got tapped, I, I <laughs> yeah. got tapped, uh, I tapped out a lot. I, I should uh -huh. say I tapped out. Uh, I, I think I tapped one person once and I trained for, it was only like six or seven months, uh -huh. but I got, it's an exciting I, feeling. Oh my God. It's amazing. I was like, you know what? I, can I just, can I just, can I just leave now? I just have yeah. to come back. Yeah. But, um, but no, but th those type of people, they're, they're all in they're They, it kind of like overtakes them. So, uh -huh. um, so tell us a little, when you first started getting into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and not strength training versus, when you, when you introduce strength training into your BJJ, what kind of transformations did you start to see? Sure. So like I mentioned, I've, I've always just been 
you know, fairly confident in myself anyhow growing up doing martial arts, learning how, you know, carrying yourself is very important as to whether you're a victim or not a victim and such. And um, with jujitsu, you know, I'm, I'm also not a very big woman. I'm five foot three, 120 pounds um, most days. And it's, you know, and it's funny because a lot of people, a lot of people, because I'm so short, think I'm a lot lighter than that, actually. And then I tell them how much I weigh and they're like, what? But, you know, in jujitsu, that's one thing that I love about it, actually, is it's designed for the smaller person. Um, yeah, so that a yeah, smaller yeah. person can use the leverage of a bigger person against them and, and win. And it yep. was the same thing for me when I first got in there. It was just very much a whole other world that I hadn't really experienced before when the instructors were teaching them what in the world are you even talking about they're using this verbiage that was like what is that and so but you just keep showing up and showing up and showing up and eventually things start to stick but you're right the, the those first like six months or so at least you start to get really good at defense because you get tapped out a lot right <laughs> and, and so right, it, exactly. and then it's it's nice but then it also ends up kind of frustrating because then you get people complimenting you man you're really good at defending that I'm like, thanks but that's just about all i can do i can't do anything else yeah. uh, and then one day you on top of somebody and you're like, wait, well, now what do I do? I'm used to being stuck on the bottom. Um, so that, that's kind of a fun twist. But even with doing jujitsu, because when I started, I want to say I was probably like maybe 115, 116 pounds at the time. Um, and I did, I, did really, I did really well, uh, even for that size in, in tournaments and such. But I just never really felt super strong even even doing well like my body composition started changing just doing jujitsu about three months in or so um not a whole lot else changed for me in terms of like what i was doing outside of jujitsu because I've, i was eating pretty healthy and all that um but just the way i carried like where my body fat was where my muscle was that just from jujitsu alone started to change but it got to a point where i'm thinking you know obviously like i said jujitsu is designed for that smaller person but at some point size is going to play it it's, it's going to play a factor for sure like yeah, anyone can say what they whatever they want like oh no but it's this no when you're five foot three and you're and you're a woman and you're naturally all, like off the bat not as strong as the men you're rolling with it's going to play a lot bigger of a difference so when that opportunity came to add the strength training you know i didn't necessarily know what i was getting myself into didn't know what to expect other than i'm going to get stronger sure i'll try it yeah. uh and man let me tell you after gosh i don't know even at least like four or five months of adding yep. strength training in people started saying like dang christina you feel way stronger and i was like really because it's not <laughs> something that you necessarily like notice right away yourself and then especially for for me too and i it's something that i still joke about with some other jiu-jitsu athletes of mine it's you kind of think to yourself, like, am I actually stronger this, than this person or are they not really trying? And you just have this debate with yourself of like, is that actually me being strong or, or what's happening here? Um, but it's something that now obviously I feel it very much so. And I, it's, it's nice because when I do roll with new guys, I actually I just started training at um, a different jujitsu school within the last few months. And so there's still people that I'll roll with uh, on occasion that I haven't I hadn't met yet. And so I'll roll with them for the first time. And afterward, without fail, it's dang, you're really strong. And, I'm like, yeah. oh. and it's and it's just, oh well, thank you. And then what what cracks me up is afterward and it's like, no, 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 but really if you're really strong, I don't mean for a woman, you're just strong. And to me, that's I just it's a huge compliment to me, you know, because 
um, like I said, I was, it's not, I was never really like out of shape, but I wasn't really particularly strong either uh, before that. And so to feel that and to notice the difference and to feel like I can handle my own on the mat against these bigger, stronger guys, when I couple the, the strength that I do have with the technique, it's amazing the control that you can have um, and to be able to actually do well against someone much bigger than you. So, yeah. So it, the strength complements all of the techniques. Like you can be technically sound, obviously you have to be, mm -hmm. but as soon as you add strength into the mix, it just elevates and complements everything else. Just like any other sport or exactly. Yeah. It just, it elevates everything. I mean, I got tapped by, there was two women in the class regularly of probably, I don't know, there was like 20 to 25 people. And, and dude, I got tapped by both women. I'm not a big dude. I weigh 185 pounds and five foot mm -hmm. 10 and a half, 11, five foot 11. I'm like, a, you know, yeah. on a high, high arch day, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, you know, but these women would just man, literally manhandle me. I don't know how else to put it, but it, yeah. and it was, I, you know what, look, you know, I tried not to, throw myself around or but even if I wanted to they were so strong and mm -hmm. so technical at the same time yeah they could not only could they interpret what was going to happen but they could just prevent me from doing anything and mm -hmm. one of the women couldn't be any bigger than you are maybe a little bit taller uh -huh. but she she definitely wasn't over 120 25 pounds yeah and uh top or bottom she would just she would just run me through the ringer and mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. I, I got hurt by by someone much much larger than her, unfortunately. But uh, mm -hmm. that's a whole different that's a whole other story. But yeah, it's just you add strength training into everything, and everything just amplitudes. So mm -hmm. amplitudes is that a real word? I don't did, think did so. I, just make, I don't I think, think so. It it's I think amplifies might have been the one you were looking for. Well, if anybody I else out there wants to use amplitudes, it's fine. You can use it. It's fine. We can make it up. Um, I just made it official. <laughs> yeah. So. So tell me a little bit more, because you and I had a really good discussion about um, being empowered through, through strength training and, and feeling uh, different in the changes and the kind of attitude adjustment that, that comes along with strength training. So uh, tell the listeners a little bit about how you feel in terms of, of uh, where strength training is headed with women and where you hope to see it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh... When I got started, let me tell you, I've, I've always been a little bit backwards for a woman in that my upper body is a lot stronger than my lower body, uh, which hmm. I feel like for most women is the other way around. Yeah, it is. I'm not really sure why that is. Even as a swimmer in high school, like when it came to kicking, I wouldn't go very far. And when it, we just had the pole only, I was like way in front of everybody. So um, when I first got started, I just remember thinking, like, holy cow, even doing a regular, like stepping up onto a box, PJ would literally have to stand in front of me like with his hand in front of my knee and just doing body weight box step ups where it was challenging um and i remember thinking just holy cow when when is this going to change and then next thing i know and it's not something you really pay attention to because you're just in the in the gym consistently you know you're you're doing those box step ups with a band and with dumbbells in your hands and then and now that's what the new challenge is um so slowly building that up but just it's just kind of fun as as a woman who um, like I said, I have been active already to then just see first, like the changes in myself physically. Um, I would notice that there was one day I, I went to work after, after lifting with PJ and I, there was like this small mirror in my office and it was kind of funny to me because I walk in and you see yourself every day. Um, 
But I look, I just happened to walk in and I caught a glimpse of myself. What is that? And I like took a closer look <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I noticed, I was like, wait a minute, I have a trap muscle. Like, when did that get there? It was just, and I was by myself and I just started laughing and I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Like, I don't know when that happened, but that's awesome. So just kind of slowly starting to see those physical changes. And then I had actually a couple of jujitsu friends of mine, uh, comment actually, they're going, man, Christina, like you're carrying yourself so much differently now. Like, really? Like, I feel like I've always carried myself fairly well. And they told me like, no, like when you, when you would walk around in here, they're like, you know, not, not to say that you didn't look like you had much confidence, but now watching you walk and they kind of like imitate my, the posture that I had. Um, they're like, you just seem like you just look a lot stronger and like more just confident in yourself. I was like, wow. Oh, well that's cool. And that, like I said, that was until after starting with the strength training as well. So you know, being, being a female in a generally male predominant sport, which now thankfully jujitsu with women is it's blowing up. It's huge. Um, but even when I first started, there weren't tons and tons of women training, you know, at your school, there's, you're lucky if there's two or three other girls there. Um, and that they're probably all different class times too, but you know, so hearing that from someone from a teammate who's been training a long time and, and knows, you know, to pick up on that was really nice to hear. Um, but recently, you know, I, I, you know, everyone and their brother has social media these days. Uh, you know, we all have Instagram, Facebook, and I think most of it is on Instagram, maybe just because I don't yeah. go on Facebook all too much. But, you know, I feel like every other post that I see from trainers or from, you know, fit chicks or whatever it is, it's all just butt pictures. It's yeah. all, you know, oh, let me find the perfect angle to stand at to make my butt look big and oh booty this and booty that. And it's, you know, trainers like, Oh, guess what? It's hump day. And it's photos of every, like, you know, everyone's butts and they're even trainers are just taking videos, recording women from the backside and posting them all over. Cause they know, well, if I just post a bunch of photos and videos and things of my clients backends, then I'm going to get all the, the likes and the shares and this. And, you know, I just, for me, that's kind of disheartening because, a woman has a whole lot more to offer than that. Um, right. and, and for myself, seeing the, the, the change that it's had in me and the way I carry myself and the way other people, other pe- the way others perceive me as well, you know, it just, there's so much more to being a strong woman than having a great ass. Um, you know, obviously if you're, if you're strength training and you have that well-rounded training, a, a good solid program, you're going to build a nice butt anyway. Um, you know, it's going to, it's just going to come with, with, with the territory. Um, but to have that be the focus and there's, you know, these, all these different booty trainers that specialize in, but you know, there's, there are a couple guys out there, like, I you know, Brett Contreras. Um, I do follow him and, you know, kudos to him. He found like a huge market, but he's studied the research behind it. He's proven what works and he, you know, legitimately does that for work, uh, you know, in addition to just building strength programs also. But for the most part, it's, it's not like that. You know, it's just, for the Instagram like, or, you know, what have you. And I think there's a whole lot more that, that women can discover if they decide, you know, I just want to be not even just strong, but physically just capable of doing things that they enjoy doing. You know, yeah. like for me, it's jujitsu for another woman. It might be playing with her kids at the park. You know, it's either it's rock climbing, it's going for a bike ride. It's, you know, it's whatever it is that they enjoy doing. And it's so much more empowering when you're when you realize like oh I can do this and not think oh man am I like gonna get tired if I, 
after an hour of, you know, just going, going for a walk for an hour at night or whatever it is, you know, when you have that realization, I've got a couple of friends who, who started strength training with me too. And they'll text me every once in a while like, Hey, you know, it's really random. Like I was at work the other day and I had to like climb up into this rafter cause I forgot my ladder. And then I was doing this and I like climbed right through that thing. No problem. And that, and they just kind of realize like, Oh man, all this, it's not something that they're thinking like, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym so that I can climb through, you know, ceilings or whatever attics <laughs> and stuff. Like that's not what you're right. thinking about when you're going to go work out. But then you see that translate over to just to everyday life of things you can do better. Right. It's, it's a great feeling, you know, and you kind of have to have more than just a nice butt to be able to do that too. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm hoping that, you know, right now I, I'm kind of shifting my own focus, really starting to put some content out there and, and encouraging women to just say, Hey, you know what, let's break out of this box of everyone wants to build a nice butt and let's just focus on developing ourselves physically to be the best that we can be so that we can have fun doing whatever it is we love. Yeah. There's, there's a pretty fine line between, um, you know, posting like a correct exercise, the way something that should be done versus mm -hmm. posting it just because your ass looks good during a deadlift. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Here, here's what, here's what the deadlift is good for versus um, the deadlift is only good for building a better ass. Right. And it's, so I think you brought up a, a couple of different interesting uh, points because Contreras as awesome as his, his work is, um, like the, the barbell hip thrust that he's, I think probably most yeah, known yeah. for uh -huh. even that, even that, which I, to be completely honest, I'm not even a huge fan of, I think there are different exercises out there that could be, that are a little safer, but even something uh -huh. as like that, it gets blown out of proportion because then right. it's about how much weight can you add to that? You know, and right. then you have people uh -huh. injuring themselves because oh, of yeah. where the bar is loaded and things like that. So there's all these different lines that, that people start to cross. And I think when you get into the vanity side of things versus what actual strength training does, because the reality is men and women can both, both uh, increase muscle mass, right? Yeah. The more muscle mass you have, uh, the better you're, you're going to move, the less fat mass you're going to have. And there's, you know, the list goes on and on and on. If you right. focus on that and focus on doing, doing exercise that improves your daily life, everything else you you'll end up looking good it'll just happen yep, exactly you know mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not taking anything away from the people who do bodybuilding because there's a space and area for that but people who just get into right. it and they see all the booty shots they see all the ab pictures and and all the aesthetics of it instead of people saying here's how i got my strong back here's why here's what it does for me it's mm -hmm. just here's how many sets i did here's how you can look like this too yep and Unfortunately, coming you know, trainer coming from a trainer, I have a hard time posting a picture of myself just talking about an exercise, let alone with my shirt off, flexing, uh -huh. doing an exercise. Like it, 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 it's, it's this really strange. Um, like, wh where's the line between getting the likes versus helping people? Right. You know, like what, what do we have to do here? Is, is the more likes if I get a thousand likes on a picture, is does that mean I'm helping half of them? Or does that mean, what, and what, the, what does that mean? What, are those, what good are those yeah. pictures actually doing? If they're mm -hmm. inspiring people to go out and lift some heavy weights, then awesome. You know, I, I, hope it, I hope it does. But I hope that person that gets out there and, and starts lifting weights realizes all of the benefits that goes into strength training. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest one that you mentioned 
was the self-confidence. The mm -hmm. confidence factor, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, male, female, it just improves your overall physical appearance, but that translates into more confidence. And when you know that you can go in and deadlift X amount of weight or bench press or do so many push-ups or whatever it is, you know, you know you can do that in the gym. Imagine what you can do with that confidence outside of the gym. Exactly. exactly. The whole the whole world opens up. Mm -hmm. Because strength training is hard. Like, is. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to sound like a meathead. But to make progress, it is hard, and you can't stay stagnant. You have to work hard at it. You have to be diligent. And you have to have self discipline inside, outside the gym. Mm -hmm. Get enough sleep and exercise, just the right amount. Nutrition, uh, stress, and all this different kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. But if you think about the hardest thing that you have to do outside of the gym. Man, anything inside the gym, you could do. You could crush it, and you can go out and dominate your regular life, too. Exactly. And, and that's uh, something that I, I, I preach a lot, you know, not yeah, just to my yeah. athletes, but with friends, too, is that it's, it's not just the physical side of things. It's the mindset that you have. Because yes, mindset. I could, right. be, I, could be, I could have been training with PJ for the last four years and come in and half-ass every workout, and I wouldn't be where right. I am. No, you have right. to have that, that, you have to decide, like, this is what I want, and you're going to push yourself, because if you're just thinking, like, oh, that's kind of challenging, it's probably, you probably could do a lot more than you think you can, and just right. being able to, to recognize that and really push, and like you said, it's, it's hard, you know, as, and there's, there were times that it kind of ended up being a joke, and that it's something that I used to drive me in the gym, is that I'm, I was always lifting in groups with three or four other guys because we were a jujitsu mm -hmm. group all training together. And I kind of took it as a challenge to myself, like, all right, I'm going to see how much weight I can move safely, obviously. And, and, you know, push these guys. And so we would joke because like, say they were doing, I don't even, even if it's like use like the, the hip lift as an example, that I would end up doing the same weight as someone else who weighs 185, 200 pounds. And going, what's, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> Just teasing them. You know, we're, all, we're all training this, the same amount in here. How is it that I'm doing the same as you? Or usually PJ would be the one to say something. But, um, but that, that mindset then has to carry outside of here because I have certain athletes now saying who they come in, they're motivated, they're excited to lift. And then when they walk out the door, it's, oh man, I still got it. Like, they, they're not necessarily choosing like the healthiest option for food or they're not, their schedule is so insane that they're not scheduling enough sleep for themselves. And right. so they see some progress, but not enough, not the same as if they would dial everything else in as well. So like you said, with that, that mindset, it's, it comes with the discipline and the positivity too, of being able to tell yourself, no, you can accomplish this because it's yep. when you start to think, nah, I probably can't do that or, oh, I'm too busy or, oh, it's not a priority for you. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and you have to make it a priority and be honest with yourself and say, Hey, like if this is really a priority, then I have to do X, Y, and Z and, and make it, make those, those hours count, you know? Yeah, definitely. So what, what do you think, Christina, is it going to take to change the culture uh, from your standpoint? The culture of like females and exercise and what you want to see happen. Sure. You know, I think it's, it's just going to be one woman realizing it at a time, honestly, with, with putting, yeah, yeah. putting themselves out there and, 
and seeing because again, something else that's always been really important for me is being a really good role model for anyone else that I, I come in contact with. And, you know, I have a lot of other smaller women who have always, you know, are, are told all oh, you'll net, you can't, girls can't do pushups, girls can't do pull-ups, girls can't do this. And so I think that's part of the reason is like, oh, and, oh I don't want to end up looking bulky. I don't want to look like a man. You know, and that's definitely not what strength training is. Like I, I can say like, yeah, I, I have muscle, I'm, I'm fit, I look toned, but I don't look like a guy. You know, I very much look like a female and I feel like it's, it's empowering to feel feminine, but yeah. also feel really strong um, and confident and know that I can, I can, I'm capable of doing things that I want to do. Um, and so I think it's going to be just getting that message out there to, to show women, hey, you can do a push-up, you can do a pull-up, you can do all these things. You, you're not just capable of building a nice ass because right. they come in and they think, well, I don't want to lift that. I don't want to do that. I probably can't do a pull-up anyway. I've never been able to do a real push-up my whole life. So, but you know what I can do is I can build my ass to look really nice. So they right, just do yeah. that, you know, and I think it's, showing women and, and, and really getting the message out that you, know, you can do that, you know, and, and I know a lot of women, there's a, actually a, a, a woman I used to coach jujitsu and she never thought that she would be able to do a push-up. She always done, you know, with the, the traditional like girl push-ups, those people call them. And after training for a while, she, she came up to me one day, she said, Christina, I can do a real push-up now. I've never been able to do that my whole life. And she's, 33 34 I think um and so you know it's it's never too late for someone to get in and do it you know I've had ever since I've decided to make this my mission of helping women to realize that they can be strong and fit and confident and sexy and feel good about themselves that I've had other women reach out that's like you know what strength training you're right it's awesome like I just decided you know, two years ago that I was going to, I really started lifting weights and I love mountain biking now and I'm 54 years old and I'm in the best shape of my life. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> that goes to show you, you know, you don't have to be just young in your early twenties and have that fit body and think like, Oh, my twenties are gone. It's over now. Yep, I'm not, it. I don't, I'm not going to be that in that good a shape ever again in my life. You're wrong. You know, it, it strength training like you said, the, if you keep showing up and you put in that time, yep. the results are going to come. You yeah. know, I, I, I didn't start, people see me now and they're like, oh man, you look awesome. And they think that I've been in this, this shape my whole life. And then I show them like a before and after photo, like maybe like one of my, even one of my college photos to now. And they're like, you looked like that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. I sure did. A big chip on cheeks and everything, like not real whole lot of definition anywhere. You know, not, I wasn't like fat, but I wasn't, I wasn't fit either, you know? And now yeah. it's like, it's like, it takes a lot of hard work. Um, and so I think it's just going to be more, more trainers, more women empowering each other and, and kind of breaking out of that barrier. Cause even I have to say here at the gym where I work, you know, we've got, a good really solid group of people here and in, in that you know they all support each other everyone is good friends and such like that but it's a lot of the same like there's guys build their their main thing is oh i'm the booty this is the, the booty guy i'm the booty king i'm the booty this and then they're taking pictures of this but like since i've just really recently within the last week or so really recent um 
started putting these out there, a lot of different ones have approached me and said, hey, I think what you're doing is really cool. Like it's, it's something that I think a lot more women need to hear. And I, it yeah. kind of surprised me and it was actually very exciting for me because it's something that I care so much about to see just how much people resonate with that message of, you know what, I don't have to post a picture in my song to, to feel confident in myself and see how many likes I can get. Like, let's see what else I can do with my body and how strong and physically capable I can be and, and go from there. And it's, it's been, like I said, it's been super empowering for me, which is, and I'm, I couldn't be more excited to keep doing what I'm doing now because it's something, like I said, that it's, it's important to me. And I've seen, obviously, like I said, what it, what's done for myself and what it's done for other women who I know have had similar experiences and just spreading that to as many people as possible. Yeah, I think you can cycle all of that back to something you said earlier, and I had put it in quotes on my notes here before you even said it, but that just the term girl push-ups or girl pull-ups, yep. can we just, can we like all agree that they're assisted push-ups and assisted pull-ups, mm-hmm. that girls, like they, they have the same anatomy overall, like the same, you know, like the muscle structure may be a little different, uh, men may, might be able to uh, pack on muscle a little faster, but like a push-up's a push-up. Whether mm-hmm. it's assisted, whether whether it's uh, uh, you know a full, mm-hmm. why do we have to label? Why is that a girl push up? Because they're weaker, because yeah. they're they're less than. Like that, that's just a weird concept to me. Even in, in even when I'm training people, they're like, oh, sorry, I have to do a girl push up. I'm like, can you just call it assisted? That's an assisted push up. You'll start there. You'll end with a full push up. Mm-hmm. And I get, I get kind of serious about it because the more you joke about it, the less it the less it feels like it's, um, you know, degrading or, mm-hmm. or, or just people just kind of brush it off. Oh, ha ha ha. But no, it, it's a real, it's something that really happens. Yep. And, uh, and I don't know why we have to keep it there. And, and like you said, and I like this, this mind frame of being consistent over time will equal results, whatever the results, whatever that looks like to you, it just takes consistency over a long time a long probably a longer period of time than mm-hmm. most people yeah. want to like recognize you know oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um but that's that's awesome that you're like reaching people who were are kind of on the other spectrum of that because um especially right now that's such like a a money maker for people you know mm-hmm. that's what people want to be known they want to be known for one other one item and you know what in, in a year or so it's going to be on to i don't know calves or <laughs> like, you know or something like obscured i have the best uh-huh. on the forearm guy or whatever it is i don't know yeah but, it's, but things change so fast they do but people, but people get sucked into something and uh and it's hard to break free of that and so i think what you're doing uh especially with the group of people that you surround yourself with i think what you're doing is awesome and uh and and people need to to kind of wake up and realize the strength training thing because strength training in general is as long the, how we know it now, at least, because it's been going on for a very, very long time, but um, how we know it now is relatively new within the past, like 40 to 50 years. And, oh, yeah. and um, you know, so, so, so this idea, I feel like we're, everybody's still kind of coming to grips with, with uh, what's the proper approach to take and what exercises are good for some and not for others. And, but if you break it down and you keep it really simple, oh yeah, we, we realize that all 
this simple strength training is good for every single person. Yeah. And, and the more we realize the benefits of it besides just building muscle that looks good, because mm-hmm. that's great. Like who doesn't want to, you know, take their clothes off and look great. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it just, just to, just to be fully closed <laughs> and, and, and to feel, and to feel confident in your uh-huh. ability to accomplish tasks. I don't know if there's anything much more uh, fulfilling than that in terms of, of our field, you know? Yeah, completely. And actually it's something that you, you mentioned earlier may just made me think with the way we're reaching people too, because there's so much great information out there too. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the trouble is I feel like all the really, now that I'm thinking about it, all the really good information like that can a lot of times is presented in a very scientific way, which the general population who aren't, you know, trainers or researchers or things like that, they're going to get five words in and think this is over my head. You yeah, know, right, and so right, right. being able to, to change the message a little bit to reach people so that the, just, you know, the random person who's sitting at home on their couch debating what they should do can be like, oh, this is like, it's something that communicates, to, it's, it's communicated to them in a very simple manner that it's like, it's just straightforward. There's no extra crazy lingo in it, you know, and it's just, hey, this is how you do this, this exercise. And you should do it in about, you know, maybe this many reps or this many sets or aim, aim for this and yeah. just try it, see how it goes. And here, and you here know? are the benefits of X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unfortunately, think... uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, unfortunately, the, uh, the, the bummer of it is like basic strength training principles are not sexy and they, they're not attractive. Like it's uh-huh. relatively kind of boring, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the things that sell are the things that, you know, uh, well, you put like somebody who's built like um, the rock in the photo yep. and you have them lifting and doing something crazy that most of the general public aren't going to be able to do. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. It just, it's, it's, it's not appealing to, to most people and it freaks people out. And then they get that idea of what weightlifting and strength training is. And you're like, exactly. oh my gosh, it's so much simpler than that. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Cause I even, my mom is like, she's a petite woman. She's smaller than I am. And it's just funny because she, a, a couple, it's been a while now, but like a couple years back, she came to watch me work out and she's like sitting there almost biting her nails, just thinking, oh my gosh, honey, you're really going to pick that up? Are you really going to do that? Like, right. Yeah, yeah, mom, it's fine. Like, <laughs> what are you, why are, why are you concerned right now? And I think it's that kind of intimidation factor too, that a lot of us will go into the gym and have no idea what to do. Like that, that was me too. Like in college when I decided, you know what, I need to start doing something active again because I'm not doing enough. And I used to go in the gym and be like, oh, that machine looks good. And that machine looks good. And just make it up as I went. And obviously didn't see a whole lot of, like, I saw some results because it was better than the nothing I was doing before. But, mm-hmm. you know, once you, once you really learn what to do and you have someone to help you and guide you and teach you the proper mechanics of the lifts and just doing the, the move well, like you said, not necessarily even has to, doesn't even have to be with a lot of weight on it until you've really mastered that position and are confident right. in it where you're not going to get hurt, then you can start adding some more load. You know, it's, it's intimidating. Like I have a, a girlfriend I was talking to last week about it. And she's like, Christina, I'm so intimidated to even go to the gym. I feel like there's no place for me. Like I'm so out of shape that going in every, a lot of people who are in there, they're, they're like at least kind of fit. They sort of look like they know what they're doing. I go to a yoga class and everyone in there is like a yogi. And I'm just saying, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I just don't even know where to start. 
because yeah. they just they're they have that intimidation factor and so i think you know having having that setting at the gym that's that's welcoming and supportive and not kind of that like you said that degrading sort of like oh, okay well, we'll just have you just do girl push-ups and we'll just have you do this because automatically that's making the woman think like oh well this is what i thought i could do anyway this is just about as far as i thought i was capable of and not helping them to recognize how much more they actually can do with more time and with the right guidance. That's a good point. Especially now though, like, you know, if your girlfriend got, got online and she starts looking out, you know, basic exercises or something like that. Well, hell, you've got yoga, you've got TRX classes, you've got spin classes, you have CrossFit, you have powerlifting, you've got uh, Pilates, you've got 15 yeah. different kinds of Pilates, you've got, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's how many different classes and how many different ways to do things. Yeah, eventually you just have to try something and 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 hope it's like right for you and safe for you. But mm -hmm. if you can get a hold of somebody who's knowledgeable and who's been there and done that, like yourself or anybody mm -hmm. that you're working with, and get some guidance, you know, people. I think us as professionals also need to do a better job. Um, and you kind of hit on this with the research articles of explaining our position as the professionals. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not here to make everybody look like the next LeBron James, right? We are here to improve each individual, you know, it's like your, mm -hmm. your friend, whatever her, her goals and accomplishments are us explaining, here's what it's going to take to reach those. And here's the game plan we have. That's, um, I think not for everybody. I, I like, I like to think that I have a pretty good grasp on explaining those kind of things. And it sounds like you do too. And obviously PJ does and mm -hmm. um, a lot of other coaches out there, but um, people especially that are just getting into personal training might have that idea of, well, I'm going to do everything for my clients that came out of Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, uh, bodybuilding Bible book. Yep. And that's what we're going to do. And mm -hmm. unfortunately that it, it's not at all one, it's not an all uh, a one size fits all. So exactly. One thing I did want to ask you though, uh, that I, I didn't bring up earlier is what, if you were designing a program, for uh for jujitsu what would that program kind of look like in terms of strength training you know i think with that we every, everyone has to start with just those basic fundamental movements because if you don't have a strong foundation to build off of you're not mm -hmm. going to make the progress you know regardless so you know being able to teach the squat pattern and know that they can squat properly. You know, they don't have their different, the, God knows how many issues you can have with the way you squat. Having a safe, uh, you know, pelvis position and spine position and all of that. Um, but a lot of it is first just teaching those movements and, uh, and, and getting stronger through those before then changing it to look something more like, okay, well, this person is going to, be competing you know in, in three months so we're we're doing a strength phase and then we're, do, we're doing a power phase and we're doing this so doing some more of those different contrast movements as well um but with with that programming i think a lot of it with jiu-jitsu guys because we get in some really weird positions that <laughs> are not those traditional like okay i'm gonna deadlift i'm gonna squat i'm gonna you know lunge or whatever it is you know but being able to think okay in jujitsu, I'm going to have to hold this guy in this choke 
and break his posture and be constantly squeezing, 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 and then boom, at, at the next moment when he moves, I need to be ready to explode out of that position. Um, so a lot of like, a lot of the stuff we do with our guys is like tempo based or isometric or eccentric and things like that. And then exploding out of bottom positions where say, you know, if you're, you're doing like a slow, like uh, eccentric squat, and then we've got, you know, maybe even we've done as much as like a six second isometric hold at the bottom and then exploding out of that bottom position where maybe you're trying to take a guy down, you're kind of stuck underneath him and you're driving, you're driving, and then boom, you need to be able to explode out of that bottom position. Um, and so just thinking about how, it, how the training is going to transfer over in, in that way. Um, a, lot of, a lot of pulling for us, for sure. Um, yep. Especially grip with strength. the grip strength. And it's crazy how much sneaky grip things you can tie into just a regular strength program whether, oh, yeah. without it being like, oh, we're going to work on grips today. Um, you know, whether it's just adding in, you're doing heavy RDLs and your grip is already going to be fatigued from that. And then you're also doing heavy dumbbell rows and then you're doing, you know, farmer carries or what have you. By the end of that session, your grips are going to be probably toast, um, but it's going to build up as well. But a lot of those positions, like I said, you know, you're in jujitsu, especially you're learning, okay, I can't squeeze a hundred percent for three seconds because right when they're about to tap, I'm going to get fatigued and I'm going to let go. But being able to hold just a consistent pressure at 75% and then eventually the person's going to tap and, and such like that. But um, so a lot of the, the training that we do is, is based around that and becoming and getting a little bit more athletic. Cause at, what's funny about jujitsu to me too, is that uh, it really brings all different kinds of people together. There are so many people that you think, whoa, like I probably never would have met this person if it wasn't for jujitsu and you're just completely yeah. different, but then you find jujitsu and it's, you have that, that commonality there, but it's funny because what we've noticed too, with a lot of our, our jujitsu athletes is there's not, there's coordination on the mat, but in the gym, you're like, whoa, where did it go? You know, they're killer, they're killer on the mat. And then you see them try to try to squat or something. And you're going, holy cow, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's comical. Cause you just think, man, yeah. if I was to get on the mat with this guy, like he could choke me six ways to Sunday in about 30 seconds. And I'd have no idea what happened, but you put him in the gym and then they just, like, like, what is happening? So a lot yeah. of it even is just building those good habits and those good patterns to start. Um, Cause surprisingly a lot of jujitsu athletes don't have that foundation already. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you, you made it very like simple because a lot of people, they automatically think, uh, you know, there's gotta be individual sports needs. Um, people think that there's going to be like this one magic exercise or two that's going to make you the ultimate at football, baseball, basketball, jujitsu, kickboxing, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. When the fundamental, when it, when it boils down to it, you're already using the same muscles in yep. every single, in every single sport. So practice mm-hmm. your sport, be good at your sport, yep. get strong and everything else is going to happen. Like everything just kind of folds in into one place. You know, you can learn those movements, uh, be technical on and off the mat and everything will just kind of fold fold into where it's supposed to be but that's really funny what you said about like the athleticism because I see it when I've got a couple guys who are high level cyclists and then when you see them on the bike like their mental focus Uh is just so intense and they're riding like everything is stable everything's moving good and they're Uh like perfect riding form 
And then when I hand them like a, a, a dumbbell to do like a front squat and I've been, you know, training for years and years and years, you're like, wait, stop. Where'd that form go? Like, yeah. Hey, straighten up, you know, head, head up, head, open your eyes. You know, those kind yeah. of things happen, uh-huh. but you know, that's, but that's kind of just, that's where coaching comes into play. And that's exactly. kind of what makes my job more, uh, more enjoyable too. But it, it is kind of funny when you see like the reverse happen, you're like, Oh, this shouldn't be a problem at all. What the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it never fails to make me laugh. And then when we all kind of joke about it, we're like, man, what happened there? <laughs> no, honestly, though, it's kind of like, I like it because it's like job security for us. Yeah. That's it's like, true. oh, oh, good. You still need me. Perfect. <laughs> yep. Right. Exactly. Like, cool. You're a top level athlete, but where did that athleticism, athleticism go in here? <laughs> What's yeah, going on? I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, Christina, I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to share your passion. And it's pretty clear that uh, you're on a pretty good road to, to success. And um, uh, I think that what the words that you have to say and what you're trying to spread definitely needs to be heard right now. And if people, if people want to reach out and connect more, where's the best place to do that? Sure. Um, my, well, my, if they're looking for like email, it's just my name, Christina, with the CH, and then at coachpjnestler.com. And then uh, on Instagram is probably where I'm the most active is, uh, what is my Instagram? (laughs) Coach underscore (laughs) Christina Marie uh, is what it is. I mean, okay, perfect. Because I'm sometimes a little crazy here. Let's see. Nope, that is it. Okay. Yeah. Coach underscore Christina Marie uh, on Instagram. And then I do have a Facebook page as well, but I'm still working on developing that. Good. I'll, I hope people do reach out to you and, and take the time to ask more questions and, and learn more and uh, get to know you as a coach. So, Christina, I, again, I appreciate it and we'll talk to you very soon. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Eric. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor.